Jason Durham and Jonathan Davenport are splitting a new chassis for Bobby Pierce. David Gravel talks 2023 and merch sales. And we look at tonight's USAC Midget Show at Bakersfield. Let's go. It's Tuesday, November 15th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. There have been a few late model news items in recent days that I didn't want to miss talking about. Uh, so I pushed them to, uh, to today so they wouldn't get lost in the mix of results and news from over the weekend. Uh, first, Dirt on Dirt reported last Friday that Jonathan Davenport's crew chief, Jason Durham, is set to depart the Lance Landers' own team following the final XR weekend coming up at Alltech. Except for a brief stint with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Durham has been employed by Landers since 2014. He and Davenport were paired together in 2018 and have had one of the most successful runs in the history of dirt late model racing together. Nearly $2 million in earnings just this season to go along with multiple Lucas championships, wins on the World 100, plus other crown jewel victories like the USA Nationals, the Silver Dollar Nationals, the North South 100, the Topless 100, and on and on and on. Durham has been housing the Landers team in his shop in Kentucky, but that equipment will move back to Arkansas, and Durham's shop will be taken over by the Stormy Scott Rancho Milagro team. Durham will run Scott's program going forward as they want to run a much smaller schedule, and Durham will take advantage of the added downtime to be around his family more. It's very much an amicable split. Both sides were very complimentary of the other in Kevin Kovac's piece. Uh, this one just feels like Durham, and, and he said that as much, that he just wants to be able to spend more time with his family and slow down a little bit, not be at the racetrack as much. And I thought I had seen somewhere that Vinny Giuliani was going to take over as crew chief after Durham, but Kovacs says that Landers has hired Corey Fosfett from the Jimmy Owens Ramirez team and that he was with them at Las Vegas. Definitely a smart move for Landers to bring in the new crew chief before the old one departs. It gives him some time to see how things were going, you know, how things were running and get them up to speed. Uh, Fosfett also previously worked on the Clint Boyer-owned late model, so he brings in a wealth of experience. Both Durham and Fosfett will take over their new teams coming up at the Wild West shootout in January. For Stormy Scott, I think getting Durham as a big pickup should very much boost his program next season. As for Landers and Davenport, we'll just have to wait and see if they can keep up this torrid pace. I'm sure that, you know, that their car will remain key in the Longhorn and Bilstein shock circle, so that should keep them at the tip of the body and suspension innovation stuff. From there, it's just going to be about the chemistry between Davenport and his new crew members. And remember, over the past three seasons, nobody has won more Lucas races than Jonathan Davenport. As for Bobby Pierce, he will transition to a Longhorn chassis starting with the Wild West shootout at Votto. He's still going to run his Pierce chassis coming up at Gateway, I believe, in December, and then we'll start getting ready uh, with the new Longhorns for 2023. The car he won with at Las Vegas is likely the final Pierce Platinum Lay model chassis to ever be built, with Bobby's dad Bob choosing to focus on modified chassis going forward. Pierce is a five-time Dirt Car Lay model national champion. He's won the Summer Nationals title five times, nearly 90 races this season. He's got 20 wins and 64 top 10s. Bob told Kevin Kovac that with him transitioning away from building light models, Bobby needs another chassis manufacturer to get hooked up with. And clearly Longhorn is the hot piece right now. Names like Davenport, Tim McCready, Brandon Overton, a bunch of others taking these cars to victory lane a lot. As cyclical as racing is, though, switching like this won't necessarily be a magic bullet. We've seen other drivers try other chassis at various points, including in recent years, and not necessarily have the same success. We'll have to see how Bobby fares. 
And I'm thinking specifically right now about Jimmy Owens and Tyler Erb, both trying Longhorns recently, but ending up not sticking with them for the long term. If you're a David Gravel fan, you may have seen he went live on his YouTube channel last night, spent nearly an hour and a half talking about his season and answering fan questions. Uh, there were a couple of notable takeaways in there, including what he said about his 2023 plans and some talk about making money and driver merch. The status of full-time World of Outlaws teams uh, has been something we've talked about quite a bit and we'll continue to keep an eye on as World Racing Groups uh, and CEO Brian Carter figure out how they're going to handle things like the High Limit Series and allowing Platinum teams to race or not race elsewhere. Gravel said last night that his big game motorsports team is considering both another full-time outlaw run and a pick and choose schedule for 2023. He said they'll decide once they know what will happen with the Platinum Agreement going forward. It's his preference to stay on as a full-time outlaw driver, and he mentioned goals that include getting to 100 outlaw wins and winning an outlaw title. Currently, he's 13th all-time in wins with 70, and obviously he just finished second to Brad Sweet in the championship. And they're waiting on this decision because Gravel wants to be able to go run a few of those other races on the season. Gravel also mentioned something interesting about driver merch sales, saying that some of the top guys are making the same amount or more selling merch from track to track that they do from winnings actually driving the car. And if you look at the money and figure out the revenue splits, that would mean potentially someone like Gravel or Sheldon Hoddenshield or some of the other guys out there uh, in sprint car racing are making somewhere in the neighborhood of $150,000, maybe $200,000 a year or more on merch sales, that's pretty damn incredible to think about. And as these guys weigh decisions on whether to stay out with the Outlaws full-time or not, that has to be a consideration here, uh, as those full-time Outlaw teams get those guaranteed merch trailer spots at races, while non-Platinum teams do not. And if you want to think about somebody like a Brian Brown or a Rico Abreu, if they're going to sell merch at the racetrack at an outlaw show, they're going to have to do it out of the back of their trailer in the pit area. They don't get those merch spaces like the full-time outlaw drivers do kind of in that vendor fan midway area. And, you know, obviously the opportunity to sell merch is going to be a lot better out of one of those trailers than it's going to be uh, out of your, uh, your actual hauler in the pit area. If you want to see Gravel stream, head over to youtube.com slash David Gravel and click on the live tab. Just generally a lot of good stuff over on Gravel's YouTube channel. Uh, today is a random Tuesday in November, but don't worry, there is dirt racing to watch today. The USAC National Midgets begin their West Coast swing and the final run to the championship finale tonight. Uh, we've talked about a few names we'll see over the coming days, including Tanner Thorson, Carson Macedo, Michael Pickens, and others. But the projected entry list for tonight's show at Bakersfield is north of 40 cars. It's a very healthy mix of USAC regulars, California drivers, and a bunch of others who are incoming. With seven race nights remaining on the season, Buddy Kofoid has taken control of the championship over Justin Grant, 194 points separating the two right now. Kofoid is trying to go back to back while Grant is attempting to win two of the three USAC titles in 2022. Sprint car championship for Grant is already wrapped up. I think it'll take some incredible performances for JG to do that, though. Kofoid is returning to an area of the country he's obviously very familiar with, having grown up in California. He's already got 10 victories this season in the midget and this California swing in 2021. He won twice at Bakersfield and Merced and had six top five finishes. In 25 starts this season, Kofoid has 21 top fives, 23 top tens, and an average finish of fourth. Very, very good there for Buddy. Other names to watch tonight include Ryan Timms. He's back in a Keith Coons midget. Mitchell Moles is back home in California after his move to the Midwest this season. He's in a Chad boat car. 
And I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Jade Avedisian be fast. I wouldn't sleep on names like Ben Worth, Jacob Denny, Alex Sprite. There's going to be a lot of talented guys and, and girls in the field tonight and a lot of opportunities, I think, for some people to shine. Following tonight's show at Bakersfield, the series will have Wednesday off before the Hangtown 100 begins Thursday over at Placerville. Uh, there are three items on today's streaming schedule. Flow Racing has the USAC midgets from Bakersfield and Flow 24-7. There's also Dervision now going on. Uh, Dervision now is the new 24-7 stream uh, from that service. They're playing World of Outlaws and Dirt Car content all day long. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do so already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.